Welcome friends to another episode of Heart and Hustle. Visionary healers, movers, and shakers. I am your tribal hostess, your movement motivator, and your passion instigator, Paulette Reestany here with another episode and a very special guest today who I'm so excited to introduce you all to because she is just this amazing, beautiful, magical, mm, gifted, spiritual, loving woman who I'm still getting to know. <laughs> it's been, a, it's been a couple years, kind of on and off, right, Lori? Yeah, it has. So anyway, welcome, Lori. Lori Opal is here with us from the San Francisco Bay Area. And uh, I'm just delighted to have you here, Lori. Thank you so much for, for making time and space for us today. So I get to share you with my world. Oh, Paulette, <laughs> I just have to say, I was so honored that you asked me and really excited to get to share this time with you because uh, I've always wanted to connect deeper with you. Likewise, so, likewise. Yeah. I know. And sometimes it just takes longer than you want, but it's still happening. We're still on the train. <laughs> we are on the train. We are totally on the train. Whoa. And what a train ride that is being. So it's so good. So Lori, Lori, I know you to be a healer, a magic maker, a lover, a connector a deep diver, a spiritual seeker. And, oh my God, I think I fell in love with you when you read Rumi that one day. <laughs> That'll do it. Who is this woman? <laughs> because you love poetry and, and are you a, a poet? Are you a poet yourself? I am, although I haven't been as prolific. You know, it's more been me. It's like I find those poems, like, I actually have a book, which I don't know where it is right now, but it has all my favorite poems that I've like glued into it, that I've brought with me to my therapy sessions uh -huh. with my clients. And what I say is, only if the poem knocks three times, so then I know it's not for my ego or just for me, or it's because this client needs to hear this poem. Mm. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And so then I will share a poem. Now, how that goes down varies greatly <laughs> between client and client. You know, some people are like, how did you find the perfect poem for me? <laughs> like, how did that, that happen? Um, and others are just like, eh. And, and you know, I, whatever it is, you yeah. know, I let it weave in and out. And sometimes it's a bigger part of my practice than others. Love it. I love it. So why don't you tell our people a little bit about yourself or maybe a lot about yourself? <laughs> <laughs> you mean like professionally, that kind of stuff? Uh, yeah, let's start with the, the professional aspect of what it is you do. What is your passion and purpose and what are you, what are you bringing to people? Well, I love I love the question um, in this context, getting to answer kind of a little bit more freeform. Um, so I'm trained in spiritual psychotherapy. I've been licensed for a long time. I've been doing it for about 27 years. 
And I've been working with the healing modality of EMDR for trauma for about 23 years, I think. So what does that mean? It, the name is really crappy. She shouldn't have named it this. Okay? <laughs> Let me just call it bilateral stimulation. Okay. Because no one can get that word desensitization out of their mouth. It's, just, it's like, no, not a good word. Um, the, the way I think about that is, and this isn't all my clients, but trauma is a big part of why people come to therapy. Let's be honest, right? Sure, of course. Uh, family of origin, um, the Me Too movement. Um, there's, there's just so much. We're, we're now understanding that in family of origin with children, even, um, even worse. It's, it's hard to quantify, but that the emotional and psychological abuse can be even worse than the physical and the sexual. And I'm not minimizing that. You understand that. It's just that I think we've been minimizing this other thing, which we have a huge epidemic of. Because yeah. um, most of my clients come in with a family of origin history of trauma. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for doing what you do. Well, you know, that's one of the things where it's that mixed bag. Like I came in and I experienced being the daughter of a narcissist. And it is, oh, I don't want to cry right now. But I can't. Yes, you cry. You <laughs> oh, well, the, the gist of it is your experiences, you don't exist. Hmm. You're just there for them. You're an appendage to them. Okay. You, you tell your story and they take it away. So, so how did you expand from that? How did you grow out of that? Well, thank you. Um, I started studying spiritual texts from a really early age. Mm -hmm. I've been a reader. Reading saved my life. I don't think I would be here without that. Um, so that helped um i've just the the spiritual perspective that i have on it all you know like okay this is all a learning lesson for all of us we we make agreements about what we're here to learn about and then we have interactions and some of them are is it okay to swear? <laughs> Please swear away. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Some are fucking horrific. Okay. <laughs> Just fucking horrific. And um, I don't know. It's, I think because I've experienced such a deep wound mm -hmm. and I've healed and I'm not saying I'm, he I'm done. I think we're always healing. I think it's a, you know, it's just, what's the next layer? What's the next level? Mm -hmm. So, um, I, I say this to my clients because a lot of times clients will be afraid mm -hmm. that what they're about to tell me is going to hurt me. You know, I, I, I remember one of my first clients said, I, I, she was, she was hemming and hawing about her depression. And, and I just said to her, I said, my dear, I know darkness. Mm. And she was like, 
she got it. Like, I really, I understand that. And so that's what I bring to my clients. So you have that experience and that, that knowledge and expertise now after all these years that you can guide them and help them and support them and, and understand. Understand, and if they're ready to do the work, help them in transforming the trauma. Mm, nice, beautiful. Oh, that's beautiful. Ooh, and you've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. So what is your passion? What drives you? Love. <laughs> to me, it really all comes down to that. I mean, really, it does. Yeah. And knowing you, that is like the perfect answer. It's like, you are just, you know, you just emanate love. You're just so beautiful that way. Um, right. Oh, good. Wow. So besides your own personal story, in the business world, what has been some hustles for you? What has been some hurdles or obstacles to get you, you know, to develop your business, develop your clientele? I mean, I know you from a, a networking group of client attraction. Yes. And so, so what's been difficult for you? Well, the things that have changed is that I, I take in what, what they have to say and I check it out. And so one of the big ones for me was just positioning. I wasn't positioning myself. I wasn't mm -hmm. saying 27 years and, mm -hmm. you know, this many with EMDR. Um, I was undervaluing myself greatly. Oh, I am. Yeah, greatly undervaluing myself. I don't, I don't do that anymore. So, so that's a big change. And then the fact that I kind of landed on a package, right? Mm -hmm. So usually, yeah, usually therapists offer one session and then the next and then the next. And then you never, you, you know, it's not really talked about that much if, when you're going to end and all that. Mm -hmm. So um, I picked a number that I think is enough to do the, the pre-work meaning they need to get to know me. They need to feel safe with me. Mm -hmm. I happen to be someone that that happens quite quickly with most people. Mm -hmm. um, and then I need to understand their trauma mm -hmm. and how complex it is and how many layers there are. And like, I don't want to walk into a minefield. I need to know where the mines are and what they are. <laughs> and then I'll walk into the minefield. That, 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 that's, that's a beautiful picture right there. I can, yeah. That's what I do. I walk, I'll walk into the minefield and grab you. <laughs> Let's take you out of there. That's not a safe place for you to be. So, um, so I have found uh, through a series of uh, sessions that the longer I work with someone using EMDR, the more profound mm -hmm. and life-changing it can be for that person. So I've created a VIP day mm -hmm. that's five hours and or longer if they, if they want to extend it. Um, I have literally seen people like they walk out changed. They're changed. So um, 
I feel so grateful to be a healing light in this world. And I know it's not me that's doing the work. It's, it's actually the, the other person, you know, and God, right? <laughs> well, and I mean, you're definitely a catalyst and a conduit, yes. right? So, I mean, to, I totally hear what you're saying. And, and I mean, on some level, you want to take credit for guiding, for assisting, again, owning and valuing what you do. But on the other hand, you are the conduit. And that person has to want to do it. They have to want to do it. And I have to be their right person. Mm -hmm. And that's where I don't get hooked. You know, like... If someone comes in and I'm like, oh, I'd love to work with this person and they don't want to work with me. I'm just like, okay, sure. You know, uh, let me see if I have referrals for you, you know, um, because I'm getting my people. It's clear. I'm getting my people somehow. Mm -hmm. I, I call it, I pray them in. <laughs> I love that. Well, it's the same thing. It's an attraction. It's praying them in. It's opening up to receive them. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm. So, do you want a poem? Yes! <laughs> oh, yes! Um, this is one of my favorite ones for early on in therapy because I think it really encapsulates it. So, this is by Jim Cohn. You carry the cure within you. Everything that comes your way is blessed. The creator gives you one more day. Like to stomp, stand on the neck of fearful mind. Do not wait to open your heart. Let yourself go into the mystery. Mm. Sometimes the threads have no weave. The price for not loving yourself is high. Mm. Do not wait. Do not Do wait. Not wait. I know. And don't you see? I mean, I don't know how you are with your clients, but that's what I see so much with women specifically is, oh, I'm going to wait till next year, or, you know, I'm going to wait till I have more money, or I'm going to wait till I have more time, or I'm going to wait. It's not, you know, it's like, oh, do, do not wait. If you're being called, do not wait because we, none of us know if we're going to have tomorrow. That's the truth. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, because I went through breast cancer, I know that. Right. And I just, I just found that out about you. I did not know that you did that. What can, can you share a little bit about that with us? Sure. Um, is there any particular part you're looking for? So no, not necessarily. When was this and what happened and how did you get through it? And it was the worst, it was pretty much the worst time of my life. So I, I found a lump and I knew, I just intuitively, because I had just had a mammogram and it wasn't there and all of a sudden it was there. I was like, uh-oh, you know, I, I remember driving and I was in such a surreal, because it was one of those moments where you're like, my life has completely changed and you're trying to grok that and it's hard to grok <laughs> and how long ago was this Lori? 
So it was in 2012. Okay. I had a, um, a third of a breast removed and they did surgery. So I'm symmetrical. <laughs> and then they did radiation. Mm -hmm. And that was five weeks. And in the middle of that, my marriage exploded. Oh. And um, uh, I, you know what? I'm going to, I'm not out myself. Here I go. I'm a victim of domestic violence. My husband threw me against a wall. So <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> so, and that happened during the, the breast. I was two weeks into my five weeks of radiation. Oh, God. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I just noticed I'm smiling and I don't want to, I, I help my clients with that fake smile that goes on when you're actually in like, yes. so, um, yeah. And he did, he did all the things that domestic violence people do, which is blame it on me and not take responsibility. And, you know, to this day, he's got my parents convinced that it was my fault that he threw me against the wall. <laughs> I'm sure it was. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Okay. So you're out of that. Well, so that's as low as I got. That's showing you. And, and, and it took a while to dig out. And then I hit Thrive and Thrive was really exactly what I needed. So, and for those of you who don't know, Thrive is the academy that I met Lori through, which is right. a, a networking group of healers and coaches. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And they educate you in multitudes of ways and you get to figure out what you need next. Hmm. So I needed positioning um, to raise my rates and to, they call it give it, give the wood, which is to give your client an offer. Would you like to work with me? When would you like to start? Something like that. Mm -hmm. So um, I got way better at all that. My income started going up. Um, I feel like we, I feel like I blurred the two, didn't I? I blurred the breast cancer or. It's okay. It's all, it's all part of that growth story of what, what. Well, you so Thrive, Thrive met me. Um, I don't think, you know, when you're positioning yourself, you don't usually talk about how bad it's been unless it's been a while. So I feel like I can talk about how bad it was because it's been a while. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And my life is really wonderful right now. And I'm really grateful for all the things that I've learned and the community. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I can't say enough good things there. And yeah. I got to see you. I got to vicariously travel through you to France. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of, that was super fun. Yeah. What was your favorite part? <laughs> oh, just, just to see you and, and all the other women in their glory. I mean, it was so beautiful. So, so they went, they went to France with a, um, fashionista. Yeah. yeah. A woman <laughs> who helped dress and color and, uh, all the beautiful things to make yourself feel and be who you truly are, right? Your authentic Right, self. so that, you, um, that you're wearing colors and styles and patterns that match you. 
Yeah. And when you do that, there's a congruence that, um, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's like a way of tweaking it up a little higher, turning the volume up a little higher or something like that. Vibration. I love that. Turn the yeah. volume up, honey. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm getting pretty good at it. Don't you like me? I love rose gold stuff. So there, I love that. That's really good. I got to turn my volume up a little bit too. <laughs> nice. I like that. So, um, and so you, anyway, so you kind of just go backtracking a little bit. So you went through the breast cancer and that, that evolved your marriage and your separation divorce dissolved my marriage. Yes. I it's all then dissolved. <laughs> well, I actually say that when my head hit the wall, I woke up. If you know what I mean, I like I woke up. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh fuck, this is how it's been, and it's been this way a long time. Why have I been putting up with this? Well, and and manifesting in all those different ways. Well, he wasn't physical with me he was the other way mm -hmm. you know and with a narcissist you get a lot of other horrid things that come with it it's like you're always walking around on on eggshells thinking that oh the next thing is going to set them off so how beautiful and how strong and courageous and brave and stepping into your own power even during the breast cancer recovery You've stepped into your power. You've stepped into your own alignment. Well, I couldn't. Go, there was no possibility that I could go back, Paulette. There was none. Yeah. I mean, can you feel how fierce I am? Oh, like, yeah, totally. Like, totally. And how beautiful that is. And how what a great place to be in from that scenario. Yeah. A lot of women don't make it. Exactly. Yeah. And it was iffy for me financially that I was going to make it, but I did. And, um, yeah, I think brushes with death really do change us. Mm. And I feel humbled and joyful for each day I get. Which makes you the beautiful Lori that you are. <laughs> And the, and the beautiful work that you bring to the world and what you have to share with people who need your guidance. Oh, I just feel this. <laughs> I just feel this beautiful. Mm, kind of a cocoon of love right now. <laughs> you, you, you're a love bug. I can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. That's all right. Everybody, come on, hug me now. <laughs> I was just talking about that with someone yesterday, actually, I think about being, um, being touched, being, oh. being hugged and being loved and not necessarily in the sexual, physical way, but just that human connection that we thrive and desire and need and, and want human touch, human connection. Human yeah, I think human connection... And if I had to boil it down to a word, love, you know, because mm -hmm. love can be both personal or it can be impersonal. Right. You know, like, I feel pretty much unconditional love towards most people. 
there are a few people I'm working hard to forgive. But... <laughs> um, yeah. I love to love. If I had to say something about me, I love to love. So you should have like the, the queen of love or the crown. I mean, I, I think you need like, you know, one of those. A banner. America banners. The queen of love. <laughs> that was yeah. so good. So good. Wow. Okay. So, okay. One more question for you before we yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. So what do you do? As a healer and a coach, uh, you know, I think uh, we all need to take intense care of ourselves so that we have everything to offer. So what do you do for yourself that feeds you, that inspires you, that takes care of you? Well, you know, I've had spiritual practices for probably over 30 years. So meditation is really important to me, mm -hmm. specifically mystical poetry. You know, I mean, just a few Hafez or Rumi can have me swooning on the floor. And I'm also all about women loving themselves, loving their body, and if they have desire to reach to Amrita, which uh, the, the crude way of saying it is female ejaculation. Mm -hmm. But I want to call it Omrita because it is such a sacred, precious, and incredibly um, pleasure-filled event. Mm. You know, so if, if sisters are wanting that, I think right now the way I'm doing it, it is if you gather a group of people and it's not too far, I come. <laughs> I don't mean that orgasm. <laughs> I wasn't going to touch that. <laughs> I knew what you meant. <laughs> so that's my Emory to Sisterhood, which kind of took a back seat because every, when, when I moved my practice, you know, it takes a lot. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm, I'm so happy being here, and it gives me so much more time that I'm not spending in the car. So, so what, what we're talking about is something we actually talked about before we got on camera, is that Lori has moved her office into her home. Yeah. So her, her therapy office is in-home, which is incredible. It is. So I see Zoom people, people in um, West Oakland, and a rare person might get, if they did a VIP day, I, I might do it in my San Francisco office, but honestly, people are just coming to me, so I don't, I'm so relieved that I'm not having to well, keep that, that part. You know, that's a matter of, I mean, there's so many things involved with just that whole idea is like, how do you work best? What will best serve your people? so that it works for you to be in an ease and a flow of your work. I mean, it, it goes just you know, down deep to what works for you. You've got to make it work for you. If it doesn't work for you, it can't work for your people. And, and I think I was seeing that because I was having attrition in my San mm. Francisco office as I was starting to play with the idea. And mm. then once I dove in, because I mean, it was like renovation, right? Mm. Um, and I basically filled my practice in a month in a new location. I didn't know, I, I used to be afraid that I couldn't do that. I now know I can. 
Yes. And that's it. That's totally it. And that's what I think so many people are afraid of. They're afraid of asking for what is going to serve them the best so that they can do their work the best. Instead, they're trying to please everyone else. And then it just falls into freaking chaos, right? And if it and if it makes you feel uncomfortable or crappy or whatever, then why do it that way? There are all these ways that we can hide behind excuses. Yeah. That's just totally. the truth of it, totally. right? Yeah. And then finally we get brave enough to finally do the thing we dare dream of, right? And say, this is what I want. This is what I desire. This is how I will most benefit my people and myself. And that's not selfish. I mean, it's selfish in a beautiful way. I, I completely understand that. It's the whole thing about, uh, it's not a luxury. It's a necessity to take mm -hmm. care of me. Yeah. If I don't do that, I'm, I'm, I'm on a learning curve because, you know, I'm working a little differently. And I made the mistake of doing two VIP days right in a row. Mm -hmm. I was like toast for two days. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I need to, uh, you know, balance my resources and figure mm -hmm. out and, and not say yes when I need to say no. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Excellent. So, okay, so back to my question. Okay, remind what me. What else do you do for yourself? Oh, well, Amrita's a really big part of my self-care. Okay, that's all it is. <laughs> it um, has changed my life, and I do... I, you you kind of said it, but people see me, and they've known me now for three years, right? They're like, how do you keep getting more young and beautiful? And I'm just like, I'm Rita and Thrive, I think. <laughs> and is that something that you teach? or is it just Well, that's what I'm saying. I teach if, um, if you're close enough and I can come. And I've had some private clients that I've, like, more mentored them on it. So they... Because it's really, when it's super simple, it's about finding your G-spot. Mm -hmm. It's about finding out which uh, stimulation you prefer. Yeah. And it's about allowing yourself to surrender. Mm -hmm. Because when you feel like you have to pee, most women clench down and stop the whole process. Mm -hmm. But if you understand what's about to happen, which is Omrita, it's nectar of the goddess. It's as mm -hmm. sacred as it gets, right? Then you're going to be holding it in a way different way. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, I, I, that's part of my self-care. I love books. I already said that. I, I like Netflix. I'm a, I'm a sci-fi kind of gal. Oh, really? Yep. I would not have guessed that. Really? Yeah. What, what would you have guessed? Jeez, uh, what would I have guessed? That's a good question. I would not have guessed sci-fi. Um, <laughs> chick flick, um, documentary. 
I like documentaries. I love David Attenborough, definitely. Okay. Yeah, oh, but yeah, yeah. I love time travel and alternate uh, dimensions. <laughs> and okay. No, no, I'm being serious. <laughs> okay. Sweet. Sweet. Oh, that's good. Well, that's And it's so important, I mean, to go to those places and allow yourself to just be and experience something different, a different reality, a different time, a different, you know, just to let the body go and the brain go and learn more self, self education in a way. Uh, I think that's, that's one of my big things right now is like self education. Like what can you do to expand? What can you do to add to what you are? Uh, there's so much. That's so beautiful, honey. Uh, there's so much. There's so much in this world to experience. And that's part of what I'm trying to bring to my people, especially in my retreats, is like, what is the next adventure? They look so delicious, your retreats. I uh, know. <laughs> and, and, and it's it's not about the deep, I mean, it is about the deep dive, but it's about adding to it. It's about the adventure. What's going to get you out of your box? What's going to titillate you? What's going to give you like, you know, mm, oh my God. And then like, ah, oh, yes. Um, and that could be in a sexual way, but that's not, <laughs> that's not, it's not quite my focus. Uh, but, and, and I just love that. I think it's really important for us to be able to reach out and experience all those, all those other um, realms and you know from what you're what, what you've been talking about to everything else so good so fabulous <laughs> yes so good Lori 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 all right any other poems for us as we as we that's back so off? funny that's so funny you said that because did you ever see my poetry book I don't think so baby oh, god we um I published a poetry book. Okay, well, I, I'm going to look it up. And <laughs> I was going to see if I could find... I just put this little poem in today. Let's see. So this is by John Astin. Okay. Remembering and forgetting. It is just God opening, then closing. Her eyes. Hmm. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. Laura, you are so amazing. Mm. You are so amazing. As are you. Thank you. So friends out there in heart and hustle land, I will put all of Lori's links in here for you to check her out and what she does and if she has what you are needing in any of those layers and levels of guidance. And Lori, thank you so much for spending time with me this afternoon. Oh, it was totally my joy. I do just want to make sure people know that I do virtual. Excellent. Yes. Because I do. I work with people all over the country. Yeah. And we'll have all those links so people can join your list and find out what you do and, and gather with you if, if that's what Such a gift. You are. So fun. And thank you everyone out there for spending another, another afternoon with us. 
And until we meet again, I wish you many blessings. As do I. <laughs>